0: Lot Talk Radio Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 1st. We welcome British rockers Stone Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 1st. We welcome British rockers Stone Broken who talk about their second album Ain't Always Easy. This plus a whole lot more coming up next.
1: Step down to the get down. Alright, whenever you're ready, you're
2: ready.
0: Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off
1: in Booster. Go. Retro. Go. go. Vital. Go. Flight. Iden. Pencil.
0: Surgeon. Go. Light. GOM. We're go. Flight. GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. Go. Right. go. 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 FAO. We are
1: going. Go. Network. Go. Discovery. Go. Capcom.
2: The Roman Show.
1: With your host, Rodolfo Roman.
0: Hey everyone, your host here, Rodolfo Roman, alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. And George, I am pumped. You are pumped because this weekend... Saturday, we are going to be at Enigma Hunt in Boca Raton, Florida, 1751 North Military Trail in Boca Raton, Florida. We're going to be out there live, man. We're going to check out the haunted house. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to record a podcast on the spot. Oh, I can't wait, dude. And I continue on my tour, my dashing
2: tour of margaritas around the world and in celebration, ...of this weird enigma known as the Enigma Hunt... ...with all these weird people and creatures and monsters... ...I decided to go a little weird myself. I'm having a jelly worm sour worm margarita.
0: That is disgusting. I wonder what the heck you're going to drink when we're at Enigma Hunt this Saturday... 1751 North Military Trail, Boca Raton, Florida. And guess what, George? The Roman Show is gonna send you to Enigma Hunt for free. All you have to do is answer the following question. You can send your answer at info@theromanshow.com, or you can send it to us via Twitter. That's at the Roman Show or on Instagram. We're gonna put the post out there. We got a couple of tickets away, uh, free to give away, courtesy of The Roman Show and Enigma Hunt. So, George, if the person or persons that can respond with the correct answer, we will choose the, the, the people who send us the right answer, but who can tell us who played, who is the original actor, the first ever actor to play Michael Myers? you know who that is? Don't say it, of course.
2: No, definitely. I'm not going to. Come on. Don't. But do you know who it is? Anywho, so tell you what uh, I, You don't know that, huh? No, no, I don't know But you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead And even send out this challenge Yes, if you win the tickets You get to go to Enigma Hunt If you decide to go this Saturday I'm challenging you, the fans To bring me a margarita And I'll try it out I wonder if they allow liquor though I, I, I guess, you know it, it could be in the parking lot I'll, I'll give you a dashing scale Of one being the best
0: 10 being the worst. That challenge is up to you guys for this Saturday. There you go. We, uh, we're going to be actually at the gift shop. That's where we're going to be located. Uh, at around 8.30, we'll go uh, live uh, with a recording of the podcast. We'd love to have you. We'd love to say hello. And, again, you can go in there absolutely free. Info at romanshow.com is the email. Send us the response, the answer. Who played Michael Myers, who was the first actor, the the actor that played for the first time ever in the first Halloween, who played Michael Myers? Let us know, and we'll hook you up with a pair of tickets. We'll randomly choose one of the winners. We'll let you know who wins here on our social medias. Roman Show Media on Facebook, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and and, uh, at the Roman Show on Twitter. All right, Collar and Elbow elbow is the t-shirt that you need to purchase. That's Collar and Elbow. Visit the website, callerandelbowbrand.com, that's callerandelbowbrand.com, use the promo show, The Roman Show, all together, all in caps, and you get a percentage off. job. All right, George, really, really pumped about, again, what's going to happen this Saturday at Enigma Hunt. You saw the interview that we had on our social media. In fact, George had an opportunity to speak to them uh, over at the Supercon, and you can check that interview out on our Facebook. Hey, one last note, Fight Club, that's the, the, the gym you need to go to to shed some weight, you know, the... I know the holidays are coming up, but you want to look good, you know, for those family gatherings. 8181 Northwest 12th Street. That's 8181 Northwest 12th Street. Uh, Visit Fight Club. Make sure you reach out to Henry, and he'll hook you up with a free one-day pass. Let him know the Roman Show sent you. All right, we're going to talk some pro wrestling right now, coming up next on the Roman Show. Stay tuned. Well, George, I don't know if you got this here. We're excited. We got the super showdown happening this weekend. But listen, Kurt Angle is getting back into training. We have known that he is going to return. We just don't know when and we don't know against whom or what pay-per-view. So your thoughts on this, who would you like to see uh, Kurt Angle return? He, he, he did participate In a a, a tag match, or a a 3-on-3, not too long ago, but not in a singles competition like many people have wanted to see him.
2: Well, the thing is, is that Kurt Angle, the only thing that will make sense for him to come back for is to fight Baron Corbin. And you know what? What's coming up is one of the major pay-per-views, Survivor Series. Team Corbin versus Team Angle, winning team, takes control over Raw. At least that's what
0: I would do. Makes sense But what about Singles competition will, they, will we have to wait Until say A Royal Rumble Or a Wrestlemania Maybe You know
2: In, in Like Someone like Kurt Angle That's the thing Like Kurt Angle Yes uh, He will be great For like Those miniature Pay-per-views Because it will Boost up the ratings But at the same time When you think Kurt Angle You don't even think A Mini pay-per-view You think Major pay-per-view Hence why they put him At Wrestlemania so it, it's, it, it's a, a 50-50 go. But either way, whatever pay-per-view he comes into, it's going to be great for the WWE because he is someone that will grab attention.
0: The Australia Super uh, Showdown event is taking place this weekend, of course. Uh, they're banking the WWE on the Triple H versus Undertaker, uh, although we don't know if that's the main event. I, I, I presume it is. But Shawn Michaels is in the mix and there's been talks that he is going to return to the WWE and compete. And, and we were talking before going on the air that Shawn Michaels is not just going to be a one-time deal. It's just going to happen a couple of times.
2: Yeah, and if it's a couple of times, is the fan's dream come true. But at the same time, are you going to get bored of it too? Like, it's kind of a risk because, you know, how are the fans going to look at this? You know? Remember a long time ago when Roman Reigns was being chanted uh, at the Royal Rumble. He was like the top face because he was about to eliminate Batista. And then all of a sudden, one year later, he's the most hated guy in the entire WWE. Could it be that they do the same thing to Shawn Michaels? Hopefully not, but time will tell. We'll see what happens at you know Super Showdown. I for sure think this is leading into a future storyline with Taker, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. Now, would you see Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, say, in WrestleMania and in a retirement match? But Shawn Michaels is already retired. I mean, that's, that's the reason why he left. So it would have to be for The Undertaker retiring. But what, what happens to Shawn Michaels? Do you stick around?
2: Well, is the most next major pay-per-view. Uh, well, I think it's going to be not at WrestleMania, but I think it's going to be at the Royal Rumble. Because th- this year is the first time that the Royal Rumble is ever taking place at a baseball stadium. So they need to fill in those seats. Yes, it's nothing compared to a football stadium, but they still need to fill those seats. With attendance still hurting during Raw and SmackDown, I will hold Michaels and Taker at Royal Rumble, in my opinion.
0: Well, switching gears, Kevin Nash, uh, a Hall of Famer, has gone on the record and said that, uh, you know, it's not really about the young guys nowadays and the fact that the style that they're wrestling in, they're not going to last no more than 30 years. George, we have to admit that it's true. When you look at some of the, the, the card, the bill, what sells are the big names. It, it is the Triple H's, the Undertakers. Heck, we're, we're going to have the reunion of evolution. It's not about Shield or uh, Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. And he goes on and saying that, for example, Seth Rollins... He's already had a couple of injuries. And mind you, this, this guy, I don't think, if anything, he's just in his really early 30s or, or just hit 30.
2: Yeah, yeah but here, it, nowadays it's not even about age. Like, look at, okay, you, you're talking about age. Let's talk, let's say Hogan, for instance. Hogan is in great shape for his age. Kurt Angle, great, uh, you know, great shape for his age um kevin nash great shape for his age those guys could still move you know whereas seth rollins the guy's young and he's in great shape so one yes i i in a sense i agree with kevin nash but at the same time i don't agree because if all these guys hogan angle are in
0: great shape and still can move Imagine a guy that's young and still in great shape. Yeah, but at the same time, they're not doing these high-risk maneuvers. You never saw Kevin Nash do some of the crazy things that Seth Rollins have well, done. That's the, but that's why they do CrossFit. CrossFit
2: back in the day was... Uh, like, back in the day, no offense to any of the legends, but back in the day, there was no such thing as CrossFit. There was weights and cardio. Now it's CrossFit and even some what Ricochet does at the beach. Uh, you know, it... They train their bodies for what they've done. Yes, it takes a toll, just like everything else. A bump takes a toll on your body. But at the same time, that's, that's the point I'm trying to say. If you're young and in shape, and these guys are also old and in shape, I see a good future. But I also say, agree with Kevin Nash by saying, take care of yourself you know, moving
0: forward. So you're saying that the, the, the former training that exists now compared to back in the days, you really can't compare them, and that will give them a, a long-lasting career because compared to what they did then? It, just today, there's a lot more options when it
2: comes to fitness than there was back in the day. You can't compare the
0: two. I beg to differ. I think that some, you're, you're not going to see a Flip Gordon doing all those crazy things when he's like 50 years old. I mean, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, who's, who's a, a somewhat of a high flyer, he still does moves every now and then, and, and, and he's great at it, but he's smart. You know, he knows he's in his 40s now. He's limited to what he can do. But you're not going to see Flip Gordon doing all these crazy things or Ricochet doing oh, all those things.
2: Okay, yes, you're right. But the thing is, is, like, you're talking about 50 years, and you're saying, oh, Seth Rollins is still going to be doing these things in 50 years. That's assuming. He might not. You never know. Like... Let's look at two of the young guys, uh, Scott Dawson, you know, and, and uh, the, the revival. They're young guys. They're great in shape, but you don't see them high flying.
0: Okay, so they, they, they uh, will uh,
2: last a little longer. Uh, do you, that's what I'm saying. Kevin Nash is talking about all the young guys. The B team, you don't see them high fly. You know, you, and Seth Rollins, yes, you see him high fly, but his moveset is not 100% high flying either. Same thing for Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose puts his body more on the line than anyone, and the guy's still moving. If there's anyone I have to put a label on and say that the careers might end faster than, than later is Dean Ambrose. Point given. That's why I'm also agreeing with, with what Kevin Nash is saying. But at the same time, people like Seth Rollins, The Revival, The B Team, Finn Balor, all these people, I see a good future.
0: All right, just to wrap up this section here in pro wrestling, Uh, as we like to call uh, reality check, Cody Rhodes is now the IWGP champion, he's also racked up the NWA championship, and he is uh, just one uh, of the the six-man tag team champion in ROH, George, this is just wrapping up, racking up titles, obviously his career has changed for the better once he left the WWE, in fact, many have said that he is by far the wrestler of the year, not because of what he's done in the ring, but also outside with the all on all all-in pay-per-view. Your thoughts on Cody Rhodes, man? I think the man has a bright future. Period. Cody is
2: getting better and better and better and better. I have to say right now, Cody is and will be a legend in this business.
0: So if if if, if he were to return to the WWE. Would he still have that same success? You never
2: know till you see it. Just like how Rey Mysterio is about to come back. Mysterio comes from a legacy. A legacy. We'll have to see what happens when he returns.
0: All right, we're going to go ahead and welcome British rockers Stone Broken as they talk about their second album, Ain't Always Easy. We missed them out here. They were actually in South Florida with the Fozzy Tour. If you check them out, I'd love to hear your opinion on how the performance I know they could kick some ass on the, on the stage. So, Coming up next, British rockers Stone Broken on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And right now, it's a pleasure to have Stonebroken available on the phone right now. All of them, all the members are available. Guys, why don't you introduce yourself before we get, get things going, man? Um, I'm Kieran, I'm the bass
1: player. I'm Rich, I'm from Stonebroken. I'm Robin and I play drums. And
0: I'm Chris. and I play guitar. Awesome, thanks so much for your time, guys. Well, you know, you're going to go on the tour right now. I know you were traveling with, uh, with Fozzie. You got the new music available right now on all streaming services. Ain't always easy. Make sure you check that out. So, guys, you guys are getting on tour in the fall. How are you guys feeling? How are we preparing for this?
1: It's good. I mean, we, we're really excited to be over here for the first time. Um, we we've, it's been on the bucket list for quite a while. I mean, since the, the band kind of started. So, so now that we're over here, um, getting to do it, we're we're really excited to get started on the road. Especially with the guys in Thursday. I mean, Chris on guitarist, he's a is a massive wrestling fans so he, kind yeah. of two birds he, down. he was one of my childhood heroes back in the day so
0: because <laughs> <laughs> on with him <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about that because I, I've seen I've seen Fozzy myself and, and uh, you know seeing metal and, and, and rock bands mm-hmm. for so many times and, and so many different stages but he brings something different he does bring that wrestling charisma to the stage and he just I mean last time I saw him he came out with his um His um, his shirt or jacket that lights up Which is super cool Yeah Yeah, so I mean Did did you guys have an opportunity to hang out with Chris Jerk Maybe to even talk a little pro wrestling
1: Um, Yeah we did a gig with him um, Before in the UK um, And we we actually shared a dress with him him, um, And we got talking a little bit It's funny because You think him having a wrestling background That he'll, he'll The band will be kind of a second thing for him but he's 100% with the band he, he loves his music, It's like a music en- encyclopedia really, he knows everything about every band um, but yeah we, we asked him a question, what, what's harder is it front, front in a band or a wrestling match um, and he said it's harder front in a band because <laughs> with a wrestling match you can get someone in a hold and you know have a break for 5 minutes but front in a band you've got to go gunko for that whole set he's just full of charisma isn't he I mean I saw some videos uh, he played a, a festival in the UK called Bloodstock and he was climbing up on top of PA and all this sort of stuff so he, he, he's still a wrestler you know oh, yeah. He's, he's still got the the, uh, the moves that he brings to the stage but you know he's, he's a great
0: front man and he's, he's a great singer yeah no super sweet and you're right he is like an encyclopedia in fact prior, you think he still does it He is, he's a journalist by, by heart I mean that's his uh, first profession before wrestling and all the other sports and being a musician so good good, good talk there with uh, with Chris Jericho and you guys in the tour so it's not about you guys ain't always easy available right now what has been the feedback so far guys
1: it's been good we've had some really good positive feedback I mean this is the first album that we've released um fully in the US so it's been a um for us it's been a bit of a learning curve um but it's been great we've had a ton of feedback from new fans um and just, we're here to keep this momentum going. There, you know, we want to show people what we can do on the stage, not just on record. So we want as many people as possible to come out to a show and, uh, and see what we have to offer. You know, we want to come back as much as we can. And um, and yeah, we, we just want to cement this this whole thing. Um the um, the fans, they they've really sort of connected with the songs off this album with fans, and we've been able to like make come of friendships off the back of it, which is really something special. I think that we tend to have a lot of, and not just in the UK, but in, in the, the rest of the world. So it's going to be nice to actually get to meet people now off the back of this record and, and really give them the, the live experience.
0: Worth fighting for. This is a song I particularly like. I know you got a, a video there on, uh, on YouTube or the lyric video on Vivo actually. Tell me a little history yeah. about this song.
1: Well, it was it was kind of born out of um, a lot of things that are happening in the world right now. Um, and and it's it's I mean, at first glance, you kind of think it's a protest song, but it's not. It's it's an ammunition song. It's it's a song that gives people the courage to act on things that they feel that they should act on. And if I, I said it all along, if if any of our songs inspire just one person to do something. Um, and give them the courage to do it, then I think that we've done a good job, and worth fighting for is kind of the stable track in getting that message across to um, to the listener.
0: Now you mentioned that this is your first album, but you know, last year you released uh, All In Time, the EP with about 10 songs in there. So, I mean, you, you you guys have written a lot of stuff to you, putting uh, material out there back to back years, or almost back to back years. Uh, how was your writing process? Are you guys constantly writing when you're on tour. Do you guys take a break to write and then focus? How do you guys work that out?
1: We, we te- well, with with the album uh, with Ain't Always Easy, uh, we actually actually had a break off the road to write it. We we set aside um, six weeks in the end to to write the record, which was tough. It was it was quite stressful, but then I think we sometimes. Write better in those conditions. Yeah. The, the songs happen naturally and more organically. So it, it kind of it comes from the heart and it's a little bit raw. Um. So that's kind of how we we've, we've written in the past. We we might mix things up in in the future with us being busier on the road. And um, if we get some time on the road, we, we might sit down and write some some songs. Um, being over in the States for the first time is going to be a huge no. part of our
0: uh-huh. uh, journey then as far as the writing do, do all of you guys put a little something into the writing or is it just one person that does primarily the the lyrics?
1: Uh, all of the lyrics uh, are kind of down to me um a lot of the music starts off in, uh, in my head but then um once a demo is sort of laid down the other guys will come in and, and add their bits and, and change little bits here and there and and we kind of feel that that, that works at the moment um because everyone gets their input. We always make sure that everyone is 100% happy with everything that we've got down. We, we just wouldn't put out a song that everyone, you know, if, if everyone didn't like it, then we just, we could not bear to put that out. I think at the end, of the, uh, hopefully we have a long career in this. Hopefully we will be playing these songs for a long while. So if we don't like them from the start, then uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a long time to play a it song is. that you're not going to like. So yeah, we have to make sure we do first and foremost like them ourselves.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure you will have a long career in this. You guys are absolutely amazing and awesome. Now, any particular song that you like performing on stage you look forward to because of that crowd reaction?
1: Yeah, each song that we play live has a different character when when we take it to the stage. I mean, um, there's a few songs off the, the old record all in time where there's you know we get the audience participating in the song. So that's always great to get that connection. Then... We've been playing worth fighting for, and people have been throwing their fists up in the air Jump and, in. and jumping around, and, and that's you know it's, it's good to get that energy from the crowd. Mm. So I mean, it's, it's a mixed bag really. Yeah. And, and in the UK, uh, we have a song off the, the first record called White View, and the audience just they take over, they they sing a whole chorus, and I don't need to sing a thing, and that's always special. And I think with this new record, it's all about um, learning how the audience are going to participate because that's, we always try and bring them in and get them involved so I think this tour is going to open some eyes for us especially
0: yeah, yeah. And, and you guys you guys got some great uh, towns visiting from uh, Alabama to Illinois I see here yeah. you're part of the Aftershock live music venue um, Jacksonville and Florida so many places kicking off all the way until what the beginning of October
1: yeah yeah I think we, we we've got a couple of festivals at the end of the tour um, and yeah, it
0: takes us up into October, which is going to be awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And make sure to follow the band on uh, social media and Twitter at StoneBroken underscore. And the music video for Heartbeat Away is available right now. You want to check it out. And again, listen to the new album Ain't Always Easy available for streaming right now as you speak. Anything else you guys want to add?
1: We just want to uh, say that we hope to see as many people on the road as we can. And. If, if you come to a show, then come up and say hi because
0: we want to uh, we want to get to know you guys. Yeah, and that's always awesome when the, when the band just takes some time and meet the the fans. You know, maybe sign their yeah. T shirts or take a selfie or a picture. You know, we, we really appreciate it as fans, and it, it it goes a long way. I mean,
1: we we appreciate that fans come to a show, so it's it's the least that we can do. Well, yeah, if you come up the fans, we'll just be a band playing to, to an empty venue. <laughs> you know, so you know. It's, it's the fans that make us so. We, you know, we try and meet as many people as
0: we can. Well, guys and girls, thank you so much for taking your time and speaking to us, and we look forward to seeing you on the road.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. See
0: Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown. Welcome back, everyone. As uh, you heard there. Uh, stone broken great stuff check out their second album ain't always easy available on spotify and all of the other streaming services well alberto del rio of course we've had him here on the show many times a good friends of ours and we, when we talk to him we talk about pro wrestling and mixed martial arts and he at one point was the president of Combata america as well it turns out that he announced today that at 41 he's returning to the cage or la haula he will be competing in mixed martial arts 2019. Last time he fought in MMA was back in 2010. He has a nine and five record. In fact, he even fought Michael Prokop, uh in a fight that uh, didn't really go his way. Either way, this was expected. You know, I had I myself had, had spoken to Alberta de and asked him about if he was going to return, and he never said never. He he he, he hinted that for sure one day somehow some way. Uh, it was going to happen. Um, I'd be curious to see who they're going to pair him up with. Uh, I'm sure he'll be fighting in the heavyweight division. Uh, Combat Americas until this day, I, I, that I recall, I'm correct if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing uh, any heavyweights uh, in that promotion as they've done very, very well in Mexico. But, hey, kudos to Alberto De Rio. He had mentioned that he's going to take a break from pro wrestling uh, he's going to do his farewell tour. Uh, we, I don't know if it's going to happen uh, now leading up to his return to MMA. Or maybe he, you know, focuses on MMA and then concludes with a, a pro wrestling farewell tour. We'll have to wait and see. But it seems that it's going to happen. Alberto Daria to return in 2019 in Combate Americas. So very interesting to see what's going to happen. You know... I could tell you this though, CM Punk, okay, he has said that he's not completely done with MMA. I I think maybe perhaps if there's a good diet, uh, Alberto Del Rio might slim down to a welterweight, middleweight, uh, or CM Punk can meet him there at, at that weight class. Just saying, CM Punk, Alberto Del Rio. In an MMA fight, be interesting to see Habib versus Conor McGregor. They're building it as the fight, the, the biggest fight of UFC history, as the lightweight title will be on the line. Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. McGregor returns to the octagon after competing against Floyd Mayweather last year. He is making his return to the UFC. And by God, it's a great fight. Everyone's excited. Uh, gosh, I mean, Las Vegas is totally pumped for this fight. They've been waiting for this. And, and, and I have to say that um, in, in the current status, in the current you know, decade, I would say, that yes, this is the biggest fight of the UFC. Why? It, it's not a Brock Lesnar versus a Randy Couture or anything like that. No, these are two guys... That are mixed martial artists. Not one guy was a pro wrestler turned MMA fighter. I don't know. These are mixed martial artists. Habib is a beast. He is undefeated. McGregor. He talks the talk. But he can also walk the walk. And we've seen it as he carried or he racked up two titles. Unfortunately, they had to, he had to relinquish one of them. Which was the lightweight title. Uh, and then he went on to, to, to box. He, he boxed against the best uh, the boxing has to offer, and that is funny Floyd Money Mayweather. And for him being a mixed martial artist, you have to admit, McGregor put up a fight. Sure, he lost. You know, he went in six rounds or, or whatever it was. But come on, give the guy credit. He did what he did. Obviously, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is at another level when it comes to, to uh, pro boxing. But give him credit. Credit where credit is due. Listen, it's common sense. If McGregor stands up with Habib, Habib has a very difficult time. However, and we saw this with Nate Diaz over Nick Diaz, if, the, if if McGregor goes to the ground, which Habib has all the capabilities of doing this with his strong wrestling, then I don't see McGregor winning this one. I mean, that's just basically it. it. Is that simple? It, it, it's a it's a it's a chess game, you know, basically. It all comes down about who has the advantage on the top and on the ground. Now, Habib could stand up with McGregor. But McGregor hits very hard and he's very sharp. Habib has to be quick. I I see McGregor a lot faster on his feet than Habib. He's more of a guy that just comes attacks and and, and takes a hit. But McGregor is a quick, uh, responsive fighter. He's really lightning fast. And when he strikes, those punches come at you really hard. Not saying that Habib can't take it. Of course, he can take it. But the, the rapid fire that McGregor just does with his, with his, his punches, you know, that that's could be something troublesome for Habib. Now, we know that Habib has had some difficulties making weight in the, in the past. We know that. <laughs> we know that because he'd been wanting to fight Tony, Tony Ferguson, and that fight never happened. Many times because of the whole weight issue. But Anthony Pettis and Tony Ferguson are in the co-main event of UFC, UFC 229. Emma McGregor believes that if either of them, or if Habib has an issue with weight, then it's alright. Because either Ferguson or Pettis can fill in that gap. And I have to tell you that if I had to pick of either two, I would love to see Ferguson versus Conor McGregor. Because that too would be a fun fight. Dustin Poirier now is still on, on point to take on Nate Diaz uh, in a highly anticipated clash next month at UFC 230. There were talks that this was going to be for the 165 title. However, Dana White has clarified that that is not true. We're still waiting on that result and what would happen. But McGregor has said that he will keep an eye on that Poirier and Nate Diaz fight and also, that if he is accomplished in this fight, he would like to take on another someone. And that's the welterweight champion, Tyrone Woodley, or a UFC Hall of Famer, or future Hall of Famer, Georges St. Pierre. The talks, too, that uh, the UFC is wanting to make Jon Jones versus Alexander Gustafson number 2 at UFC 232. That is in the works it's a title for a title fight rematch. That means that Daniel Cormier would have to relinquish his light heavyweight title. How do you feel about this? Is it fair? I mean, Dana White did say that if, if there was a person who was going to keep two titles and defend them, it was going to be DC. I mean, he did it clean. Why, why are you going to strip him from it? What are your thoughts? Do you think that DC should be relinquished uh, from that title? Should he give that title up and put it on the line against John Jones and Alexander Gustafsson? Love to hear your opinion. Is it fair that they take away that title from DC and DC retains the heavyweight title? In one sense, it makes sense because when he takes on allegedly Brock Lesnar, then the title will be on the line. I'd love to hear your opinion. Info at theromanshow.com is uh, the email to tell us your opinion. All right, guys and girls, we'll check you out right here on The Roman Show next week. And we'll see you live and in color at Enigma Hunt this Saturday, right before the Conor McGregor fight as we will be recording a live podcast. And you can go in for free courtesy of The Roman Show. All you have to do is send us an email with a response who played the original Michael Myers in the first Halloween. And we'll hook you up with a pair of tickets to check out Enigma Hunt in Boca Raton, the website that was the address, 1751 North Military Trail in Boca. We'll catch you this weekend in Enigma Hunt. Until then, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard.